This is the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. I'm Susie Collick, the founder of Pretty Deadly Self-Defense. And I'm Kate Lismer, a writer, traveler, mother, and expat. As a woman who lives in a big city and likes to travel, I'm very curious about self-defense. I've never had any training, so I have a lot of questions. And I have a lot of answers. We figured you probably have similar questions too, and so we thought it'd be a great idea to share this conversation and put it in a podcast. So welcome to the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. I wanted to talk to you about uh, pregnancy and self-defense because mm-hmm. when I, I was pregnant in Berlin, which was like being pregnant in a foreign country, and I had no idea how how much my attention would be on... Um, you know, my abdomen, my abdomen, your belly. Yeah. My tummy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and also how, um, normal situations would put me in a state of, of just like defense. Mm -hmm. And so I was curious about like what self-defense could look like for a pregnant woman, because also during this time there was a pregnant woman who was attacked in a Uban, I think. Right, I and I remember just feeling really vulnerable for her because it was like, I know what that's like to, to, to be pregnant and feel unstable and your body isn't, you know, you don't have as much control of your body anyway, but then also you're put in a position of having to defend you know, another, another life. Person. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think one of the most important things to do with pregnancy in terms of self-defense is feeling that new center of gravity, you know, incorporating some exercises because it, because your body, obviously your body changes and, and your body's, your body structure is going to force that anyway. But it feels so foreign and we are often, I think, more focused on like, oh, there's a baby growing and it's great and wonderful and whatever. And we're not thinking about like, okay, where is my grab? Where is my center now? How do I move now? You know, and if it's your first pregnancy, you go through those periods of like, how am I going to get off this sofa, you know, <laughs> with this thing? Right. So learning how to move um, with a massively different weight, not just because you put on 20 pounds, but this thing that's only in one part of your body as well, um, as well as the sensitivity, and also using some of those heightened senses that you get thanks to all those pregnancy hormones. Smell. Fear smells, and it it has a very distinct smell. People put off fear of pheromones or something. And people who want to harm other people are also putting off very similar scents, because there's also an element of fear. If I attack this person, am I going to get caught? Are they going to fight back? They get off on the fear, but it's still there. Paying attention to all these great heightened senses that you have um, are two kind of like very organic ways to start approaching self-defense for pregnancy. That seemed like a weird sense. No. <laughs> Not for pregnancy, but while pregnant. Right. That's so interesting about the senses because... Um, Yes, you totally notice that right away. I remember getting on a train and thinking I could smell people's like individual scents from like mm-hmm. like all the way in another car and I just thought god this is so weird. But also of course it's natural too that your body would have a heightened sense of protection too to protect yourself and the baby. Sure. So like going back to the to the scent for example. 
Um, if you're on the the Ubon, right, and you can you feel like you can smell people's individual scent, if nothing is horribly offensive to you, then you're fine, you're safe. If something smells really acidic or offensive in any way, then that's a that's a really great early sign of potential danger. And because you're pregnant and because now you're not only defending yourself but also defending the baby inside of you, um, you want to get away from danger as early as possible. And of course, we can't always because sometimes danger sneaks up on us. And as you say, a lot of your attention is focused more on the baby rather than the world around you. Right. That makes sense. But that's also why those senses are suddenly heightened. So it's not just your sense of smell, also your sense of hearing. You're going to start hearing everything, mm-hmm. right? And we don't want to get jumpy and, and react to every single thing. But the anomalies are the things that we want to pay attention to. And anomalies, when I'm speaking about that, I mean the small anomalies, not the really big. Because the big anomalies aren't anomalies. Those are incidents, but the really small things, you know, mm-hmm. that sound didn't sound right. What's going on over there? Mm-hmm. Paying attention. One thing, this is sort of practical, but I noticed myself, um, you know, because your attention is so, you're, it's almost like subconsciously your whole body is sort of focused on your, your baby. And mm-hmm. I noticed myself if I was on the train and feeling protective, like I would immediately go there. Like my hands would go over mm-hmm. my stomach. And I wonder in an actual um, attack situation, like would you recommend someone protecting their face first or doing something differently than might be instinctual? Mm, that's an interesting question just because I can't recommend anybody's instinct to them. Right. You know, I mean, you and I can't override and no training is going to override that kind of an instinct. If your instinct is to immediately protect your belly, then let's work with that instead, as mm-hmm. opposed to try to try to get your body to do something that's not instinctive. Right. You're doing that as an instinctive move for a reason. You know, that's an evolutionary biological reason for that. So let's use that instead. What you can do is curl yourself around your belly as much as you can. I mean, I understand that at a certain point that starts to get impossible as well. Your head is a great weapon. You know, you can charge like a bull. You know, when you're in a ball, now your entire body is protecting your belly. I'm sorry to keep using belly, but for lack of a better word. Lack of pronunciation. (laughs) (laughs) So you still have your arms you know, I mean, obviously, if they're surrounding you at the moment, you're not going to use those. But you also have legs and feet. Mm-hmm. You know, you also have a lot of other things that can be you can make yourself disgusting to people. Right. Can be a great form of defense. If the fence isn't if the if the offense isn't immediately physical, like a grab, but it's just someone staring at you or saying things and really right in your face, you can um, cough. Mm. Right? You can try and snot out your nose. That's so interesting. I mean, I never thought of these things, but of yeah. course, spitting. Yeah, spitting is, is spitting is a problem because spitting can be such an insult. It is an insult. And that can, that can invite, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Retaliation. yeah. Right. So we don't want to spit. Oh, you're saying but, in like a, I don't know if this person is 
before an attack when you're sensing mm-hmm. some kind of threat when you're sensing something yeah. in an actual attack you know if somebody attacks you um right in front of you you know of course you're going to protect you're going to use your arms to protect your 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 belly um but yes, you know, you can spit, although that is the one that I recommend least. Yeah. But you can cough, you can snot, you can um, butt, your, butt with your head. You want to use the, the top part of your forehead, like right by the crown, um, and butt your head forward like a turtle sticks its neck out. Mm-hmm. Or for soccer lovers, like Zidane Zidane in the 2006 World Cup. <laughs> It was a beautiful headbutt. It's exactly the correct way to do a headbutt. Okay, so these are all things you can do even while holding, you know, using your instincts and holding exactly. yourself still. And if you're on your feet, you can kick. You might not be able to kick as with the same range that you could kick when you weren't pregnant, but you still can kick. Mm-hmm. And you can certainly kick behind you. Yeah. Now, that's probably a move we can get into later, but isn't mm-hmm. there a move where you kick someone's knees out from behind from your behind or yeah. their behind yours from if someone's standing behind you oh will you kick your kick the... um that is a move that exists in the world <laughs> um it's not a specific move that i teach because again it's you know it's you have to be able to hit the knees yeah not getting into it too much about targets and stuff i i don't like to focus on those because targets are really hard to hit when people are moving Right. But we can talk about that. Some no, it's time. a good point, though, because it also goes to what we talked about earlier about, um, you know, height and, you know, differences of like of targets. It's going to mm-hmm. it's going to land differently depending on uh, the attacker and also the victim. So it right. just really isn't going to be easy to right. to nail those targets depending on the situation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else you want to add about uh, pregnancy and self-defense? Um, I think regarding pregnancy and self-defense that you have other parts of your body, you know, it's not just your arms that can defend you. You know, you have your feet, you have your knees, you have your head, you have elbows, you have your entire back, your, your butt and your hips are bigger than usual because they're spreading to allow room for the baby. You can use those to your advantage. You know, there's a lot, you know, things are delicate. You want to protect something. But the human body is a lot like any other being with an exoskeleton. In that you, you know, like the, the, the ribs protect the soft organs on the inside. Your entire back is nice and strong. Right. You know, and can protect the, the thing that's in front of you as well. So we have a lot more options than just arms and hands. Right. Well, and I think the important thing is to just be aware of that because I think um, I think that's what my thought was as a pregnant woman is, okay, if I'm just holding myself, what, what else can I do? And right. you're saying there's a lot. Yeah. Pretty Deadly Self-Defense is a self-defense program created by a 20-year martial arts veteran and violent crime survivor, Susie Collins based in Berlin, Germany. You can learn more about Susie and the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense program at prettydeadlyselfdefense.com.